What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Middle high roller cup! Hey, behaves! Ow! Recording this on a uh, big Sunday, John. Big Sunday. What's up? I uh, I got to go through all the text messages that I get when when uh, when Middlecoff does shots and hits Instagram. It's like Middlecoff's killing me. LOL. I got four or five of those on Saturday night. Yeah, sometimes uh, the day got away from me a little bit on Saturday, and I realized I recorded some stuff when I woke up on Sunday, and I had to rewatch it. Like, God, I was. I look pretty toasted in, uh, in a couple of the videos. I bought myself a sweet little like Kentucky Derby hat. Yes, phenomenal. And where did yeah. you get the uh, the the uh, um, the sunglasses? Uh, you know, a little birdie named Jennifer gave them to me, and uh, they're pretty sweet. They're really sweet, actually. So I I've never been able to pull off the the aviator type look, and they could just kind of work on my face, and I like them. I've always wanted to pull off aviators, but they never worked for me. It's all about and, the uh, it's all about the size, the head, you know. But they looked like what's his name? Sunglasses from Hangover. Yeah, they're like a combination of like the aviators meets you know a little more like '90s type uh, type look. I, I, guy, I mean, yesterday I wore the hat and the sunglasses down at the roulette table when I was in a I was in a pinch. I uh, I, I wasn't even planning on gambling. You know, I, I came to Vegas, girlfriend Jennifer shopping for her store they have like uh conventions here where you can buy stuff for wholesale they usually have them in here in atlanta you know three or four times a year she for uh for clothes and for furniture and uh so they come and buy it it's crazy like you can't just buy it for yourself like if you bought like ten thousand dollars worth of stuff they mandate that you pay sales tax on it so even if you do buy for yourself you still have to pay the sales tax on it like that it's not they don't want people, you know, skirting the deal, I mm-hmm. guess. 
But so I'm here, and I just got some time to kill. You know, she's out working. I'm by myself. Yeah, I'm like, you know, just go to the tables. I, I really wasn't planning on gambling. You tagged along to Vegas this this weekend. Yeah, and so I, I went and played a couple hands. You know, you everyone's wear you wear a mask at the table, which is I mean, it's not that bad. Everyone's doing it. No one's really complaining. And uh, it just got I mean, within a blink of an eye, five hundred dollars. I was gone. Like, Whoa, gone. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I probably should just. I ain't gonna chase this weekend. I, I'm done. It sucks, but whatever. And then hopefully Matsuyama wins, right? You're thinking yeah, pack it in. Yeah, and then then we had a few pops, and all of a sudden, like I I I'm not a loser guy. I'm not a quitter. So I went back, That's ran funny. into a guy. The one thing that always binds you to a guy at a table is when you ask him where he's from in Vegas. They're always from a random state. This guy was from Cincinnati, and then we start talking Joe Burrow and Bob Huggins and, and Brian Kelly when he left. It's like I was at Fresno State. I've been to Nippers. It's just, it's crazy the connection. Sports just gives you an in to talk to another human, right? Where are you from? And immediately for me, it's always my conversation starter. Are you a fan of X team, right? Oh, I'm a big. His favorite player was Ozzy uh, Ozzy Smith. You know, forever. And it's just oh, I went to Cal Poly, and then we just you just start talking about sports and athletes, or and coaches usually, especially when they hate a coach. You know, like, I can't stand whoever the coach is. Like, he hated uh, – he thought Marvin Lewis was really overrated, you know. Everyone's got takes on their teams. You know, it's like everyone, once you get them going, especially when they've been drinking, has, like, a, a podcast in their head. Yeah, yeah. Their takes they want to get off. <laughs> yeah. That's a, good, that's a good way of putting it. And this guy helped me battle back, and I woke up this morning with a lot of $100 bills. So The other thing – well, good for that guy. Uh, the other thing for um, – you realize when you talk to people like that is how like each of those people is like a Roto World update page for their team. You know, things yeah. that you don't know, position battles, like they're just they just have good insight. They got good takes. They got good fantasy knowledge. Right. I mean you could have asked him about John Ross and he would have told you something that most of the rest of us don't know unless you read all the practice reports from Cincinnati every day. People are really good for that and like stories about just behind-the-scenes stories about random stuff, whether it's the college coach or the pro team. Exactly. Their buddy has I, a I restaurant, a, and this guy came yeah. in there, he was really drunk, and they say he's a dick, or he's a good guy. Yeah. Or, right? yeah, 100%. There's always the, you think the guy's a good guy, that guy has a buddy that has a restaurant, and it's not, the guy's actually an asshole. That's yeah. typically the deal. You know, he's, he, left his, he left unpaid tabs because he thought he was owed, you know, being the head coach. You know, you're like, oh, fuck. Hey, this guy hated Brian Kelly. Thought, remember when he went to Notre Dame? And I was like, you know, but there was no. And I, I, I'm on the other side. I'm like, he got the job at Notre Dame, but there's no convincing him, right? He went to Cincinnati. Absolutely. He's a diehard Cincinnati. How long fan. was he at Cincinnati? I think like five or six years. So he you did know, his he time. He wasn't there. Yeah, he did his time. He got him to a BCS game, but I'm telling you, this guy can't stand him. And there's just that element. And I think smaller schools in college football, like it doesn't really happen in the pros, right? That hatred toward a coach, it's usually the hatred no, toward a coach because, because coaches the guy don't sucks. leave in the pros. Yeah, in college, especially college football and basketball, you get to the point where you go, well, we're going to BCS games. We can compete to win national. Yeah. What are you going we to Notre Dame for? He's like, well, it's Notre Dame. I'm like, well, he's still And? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why can't we be Notre Dame in five or six years? Yeah, you can't. Cincinnati signs to deal with ABC, and, you know, there you go. Exactly. Podcast brought to you by Ease. You allowed to smoke Ease in the uh, casinos? 
Uh, yeah, we, I didn't bring any of my ease. I, I should have. Ease.com, promo code ham. But there has been a lot of whiffs of in uh, when you're walking through the hotel and definitely the lobbies. It just There's a lot of uh, simmering smells, I, I would say, in, uh, in the casinos. Ease.com. I tell everyone, hey, if you guys are going back to California, Ease.com, Ease.com, promo code ham, promo code ham. And hey, if you've already used it, promo code HAM10 gets you 10% off. Promo code HAM10, 10% off. Don't necessarily have to be in California. But if, like John said, if you've used it before, use the promo code HAM10. You get another additional discount. We appreciate your continued support of the podcast via your support of our sponsors like Ease. Or if you're a first-time user or you know somebody who hasn't used Ease yet, tell them promo code HAM. They get 20 bucks off the first delivery of $50 or more. On-demand cannabis delivery. Pre-roll over. Vapes, edibles, you name it, they got it. Ease.com all over the state of California, Northern California to Southern California to the Valley to the Central Coast, you name it, they're there. Ease.com delivers to your house oh, it's, or it's your apartment. Or right your to condo. you, like a cocktail waitress giving Middlecoff another scotch and soda. I know. I was I, I got beat so fast Vodka on the tonic, tables. My, my, my first uh, go around, I didn't even get a drink. But once or you tequila winning, you tonics realize, now, you going to, was this tequila tonics? I, I, I was drinking beers at the uh, at, smart at the table. Hey, it's a long yeah. day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, ease.com, promo code ham. All right, go get it. Uh, Vegas. So you're in Vegas right now. Is it a Raiders town? Does it feel like a Raiders town to you? I would say no because there are so many people coming from out of town, right? So I, I'm just here on a random weekend in late August. Now, granted, football's right around the corner. But because of Corona, it's not like I would imagine non-Corona there would be signs around town about opening weekend. I guess it'd be week two for them, right? Because they're at week one at Carolina. It'd be a real. It, there'd be a buzz in the air a little bit. It's a little different. I just think everyone's wearing masks. You can't really see people's faces. Uh, I haven't seen. When you do walk by shops, though, the one thing you see is that Las Vegas Raider hat. I've seen a lot of Las Vegas Raider hats at the stores. But my one takeaway, and listen, I, I love Vegas. Uh, I haven't been here in a couple years, but when I supported the Raiders staying was because most people in my life are Northern California, that, that like the Raiders, are Northern California Raider fans. They did not want to see their team leave. I will never, ever, I didn't support, like, I, I always looked at the Oakland politicians as like the laughing stock of America. Like, I wasn't. I understood where Mark Davis came from in his inability to deal with them. And I think we were both critical. Like, he didn't have any money to make any of these moves. That was, I would say that's the primary reason we, quote-unquote, bet against them leaving. Yeah, he didn't have any money. And then you get here, and you realize they built a stadium. They gave him almost a billion dollars in free cash that would never have happened in the state of California. So, And money that he would not, like Stan Kroenke. He got more money than anybody's ever gotten. Ever. But and look, the, the other stadium. stadium that's getting built, don't they have a name going for it right now? Like the billion dollar, the five billion dollar project, or like there's like a sarcastic name yeah, that goes it, along with it. Because the Crumpies. costs have doubled, right? It's outrageous. I mean, it's going to be five million. Well, he paid for it all, and it's at the end of the day, I'm sure it pisses him off sometimes at night when he realizes like Dean didn't do shit. It's so expensive. But I would imagine when Stan Kroenke got into the project, you go. Okay, Stan, you think it's going to be two and a half. He probably would have told you, it's California. There are going to be obstacles. It's going to be difficult. It's going to cost me pr- more than that. Now, he's he built, probably didn't he's know. Built, he's one of the largest landowners in America. He's built shit before. But you get here and you go, 
like this is this trumps Oakland in the sense of there's so much money here. And it's just going to be directed at the Raiders. Where the one thing was clear when when they were in Oakland, whether it was I, I don't know. I, I don't have all the details, but they struggled to ever get legit sponsors, right? All the money got siphoned to the Giants and to the Niners, and it felt like the Raiders were always on the short end of the stick. Now, their stadium played a huge part in that, but you saw the Warriors immediately got good. Boom, all the money siphoned to them. And that was just ne- that was always going to be a struggle as long as Mark Davis owned the team. You, do you agree with that? Like, just getting financial backing from his area despite – the Bay Area having an unlimited amount of money. he just They just struggled to land those partners. They were a second-class citizen, right? The Warriors had had now had such massive success, built a new arena. The 49ers have been around consistently. The Giants have been there forever. Now, part of the commonality between the Raiders and the A's is the stadium, but part of it, too, is the A's didn't come until later. And the Raiders had gone, had arrived and left and come back. They just did not have the roots into the, the business dollars that the other organizations did. Dude, yeah, and here dude, and he, he he's gonna he's gonna have the access through the casinos of an he's astronomical a first class citizen in Vegas, big time. Yeah, you know, and we can make fun of him in the sense of I mean we don't we don't actually I think yeah, a we've always liked him we, I, I, we don't I've never tweeted making fun of his looks or whatever always enjoyed him I listen. My one takeaway, though, is when you walk in a casino, I'm staying at the Palazzo, connected to the Venetian, you walk to Caesars, there's a shitload of stuff going on. In the middle of Corona, guy, these, these, I've never seen a show in Vegas, but just random shows. Like, I walk by this hot chicks on a billboard, it says Atomic, and I don't, I have no clue what, what is the that? show is, and there's like two oh, naked sh- guys behind them. Just a show. I, and it just says like, Check it out. hilariously funny and sexy. You know, just... It just show after show after thing after thing. Funny and sexy. For the, right. for, for the Raiders, that, I mean, that's the headline. For the Raiders to really, to me, move the needle around here in Vegas, it's the NFL. But, like, when I think NFL in Vegas, I think people are going to sportsbook to gamble. People are placing their bets. And if you're going to go to a game, now, I'm not saying, like, if you're a Raider fan coming to Vegas to go to the game. I'm just saying if you're a casual guy here, living around here, to me, for them to move the needle and really become your... Like, they're going to have to win. Like, and recent history would say they've struggled the last 20 years. Now, we'll talk about a bet we're going to place week one, and we're already kind of leaning. Like, I, the more I think about it, like, the Raiders have a chance to be a wild card team this year. Yeah. But, like, and I think it's less like over the last, like, 10 years, beside the one, the couple years of Del Rio... A lot of like this, we could turn around this year. It's all bullshit. Like I think there's there's legitimate like they could win nine games. We're not year, talking right? about winning the championship here, right? No, just nine wins, get in the wild card. Make progress. But if if, if they have like a five win team, even in a non fan environment, I do think it would be pretty devastating. Just by there are a lot millions of people now that live in this greater area that it's going to be their CBS game, right? If you live in this market, that people your eyes are just going to be on. If I was a forty five year old transplant that just was like, yeah, I'll check them out. You know, the new, and they, if they're good, like maybe they can, maybe they can grab you. I don't think there's any question about that. I think there were two questions when we were talking about would the Raiders leave several years ago, right? One was, could they get there? Two was, could Vegas support a football team? Uh, clearly they've gotten there. We didn't think they would for the reasons we already described, but they did. So that was, it's, it's a win in many, in so many ways for Mark Davis. The last time I was in Vegas was 2018, like, 
April, whenever the Stanley Cup Finals are, they were in the Stanley Cup Finals against the um, Washington Capitals. Oh, yeah. And it's good, good hockey knowledge. Place was buzzing, John. Like the whole everywhere you looked, it was nights, Las Vegas nights stuff. The cars, the business, all the businesses had flags. It was, and I remember I came away thinking the other part of it was I uh, just talking to some people because uh, I was visiting some friends there at the time. They were like, they just Vegas does have this kind of, and I didn't. If you're a Vegas person, tell me if you feel differently. But my perception was Vegas kind of has this kind of chip to it. Like you guys don't think we can be a sports town. You guys don't think we can be a community where people live. You think we're just a transient place for everyone to come, shit their pants, leave their pants, and leave with their money. Like, no, we're a real community. So there is this kind of edge to, I think, an area that want, if they get something good, I think they're going to be pretty prideful about it. You know, Lute Olson died on Thursday, and I was talking to some people uh, a buddy of mine, Matt Muehlbach, who played for him, played with he's tight with Steve Kerr and Tom Tolbert. And one thing that a lot of people have said is like one thing Lute did was he resurrected West Coast basketball, but he gave like Tucson was always kind of a second class citizen in the state to Phoenix. Like Tempe, where ASU yeah. is, is just outside of Phoenix. That's that is you know what people identify Arizona with. That's not Tucson. And Lute gave him a basketball team something to be really proud of. And guess what? They've led the Pac-12 in attendance now for almost 40 straight years. They are the best road team in the league. They're one of the best road teams, I think, in the country, just in terms of their fans just show up everywhere. They've got yeah. a big fan base. And I, I do. I came away from Vegas thinking, if they're good, just seeing the Knights. I don't know. The Knights were, I think, pretty good the next year. I don't know the 2020. I don't know. You're if the NHL good. guy this uh, podcast. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know. <laughs> is the, the season is going on right now. Yeah, I watched a little hockey but the other day. Not haters, just it's not. Yeah. But um, it's not my thing. But I'm not anti it. I respect the guys. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the deal is now with them. But I remember then. Remember that? You remember the Knights were doing like seven minute intros with like ice fights with a night mascot. You remember it was like crazy shit they were doing. But people were their all home, in. their whole their home games were ape shit. Ape remember shit. that? Now, yeah, I do. So I do. I, I am. I came away from that thinking if the Raiders are good. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be Seattle home field advantages or anything like that. I don't know. There's still a question about will it all be their fans, whatever. But I do think they'll fill that stadium if they're well, good. Well, we were young for, obviously, the Tolbert, Steve Kerr teams. I, I was reading some articles on Lute Olsen. I maybe kind of knew this, but I don't think actually I did. Like, his rival and the guy that, like, synonymous, they went hand-in-hand hand was Tark and Lute. Like, they battled over players. Their teams got a lead at the same time. He took over well, for Tark at Long Beach. Well, and think what Tark had happening again. And I was, was banned so for the young, postseason. Five or six years old, but I think UNLV was kind of like a traveling the Heatles or Warriors type team back in like ninety ninety one, right? And this place was like, I don't want to say the mecca of college basketball because it was probably always Kentucky or North Carolina, but, but it they, was it was a big fucking deal yeah, here. It was a big deal, and, and I think Tark it's like the Lakers. Yeah, and I, I now Tark played a huge role in that, right? He was this huge personality, and I think Lute, I was he a huge personality? He was a really good coach, but he was just so elite that his I team think he was so big. I think he was a big no. He he wasn't like everyone my, said. I didn't. Everyone says he was like a force of a person. He was tall. He was really good looking. He. He cared, yeah. He never cussed. He them. had a bit. He kind of had a Bill Walsh vibe to him to me when I just see his like yeah. long, yeah. tall, 
elegant. I think smiled a little more, but yeah. I- I- intense. Well, Tark kind of had like a little showman, right? He had like a little, I'm fucking like just, I'm here. And I think you kind of have to be that way in Vegas. Well, who has that? Gruden. Gruden. You know, and that's where, listen, whether Gruden's a good coach or not, I, I think still a lot to be determined. You know, I think his return has been a little underwhelming. Just, I think, what the vibe was coming. You know, he was kind of billed as, and the reality is his legend grew when he was away and nothing had changed, right? Like, he had been bad the last couple years, but the legend grew naturally because he was on Monday Night Football. But he is a great salesman. Just put him on TV, let him sell. That's Vegas, baby. So if they could just be competitive with Gruden, they got something cooking. Because the stadium, I haven't driven by it. I've just heard it's fucking incredible. I mean, I've obviously seen the pictures. But th- th- it's this is a pretty fucking cool place. Like, you don't meet many people because you don't need to. There's there's something for everyone, guy. I mean, I we went to a sweet steakhouse last night. You know, they're shopping. I'm gambling. Mm-hmm. You can go to the pool. You can just go. You can do whatever you want. I mean, well, there's literally something for everyone. Doesn't And the other thing about I'd forgotten, actually, I've been to Vegas one time since... I was in Vegas in 2019 for a few days, and that time I drove by the stadium. And what does everybody, I'm sure everybody asks, I'm surprised you didn't drive by it, but it is kind of just a talking point, right? Because it's right there off the highway. I don't know the Vegas. Yeah, I came from the airports on the other side. Yeah, and I'm on the wrong side of the street. But it's in a pretty high traffic area, right? Yes. So it is just kind of a thing that. That everybody talks about. And I also think it's kind of this Vegas is transitioning right as a town, too. Um, so What's going to explode over the next 20, 30 years, just given how cheap it is to live here, the no state income taxes, as biz- I mean, the key to get people to come, right, any area or jobs. Yeah. And I would imagine over the next, let's say, decade, some companies will come here just for the price of doing business. Right. I know Elon threatens like every other day. Uh, but it just it won't take Tesla. It'll just take just a company that maybe hasn't even been started yet, like the next Facebook or you know whatever the next company is. Ham Hampod Enterprises, yeah, Henderson about it. The problem is the thing we talk a lot about is football. You know we'd have to repair that relationship. Now maybe there'll be a new. Here's the one thing we? though. I it, it cross. Yeah, you know you were part of it. You know I, I led the charge, but you you got <laughs> guilty by association. On, is that? Mark Davis is not going to own this team forever. And he doesn't have a kid, right? You can't, like, if he's he's not a spring chicken. He's not 40 years old. I think he's in his mid-60s. Whoever gets this team next is sitting on a gold mine. So, like, one thing Mark did in the uh, the league and Jerry and everyone that played a part in this, the, 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 the board of directors, guy, they got $750 million by 12 people voting, and they all voted yes. I mean, that's just... In California, it just it's impossible. I, I do appreciate the way business is done here. It should just gets done, right or wrong. I mean, it's just it's an easy place to do commerce. Is that whoever owns this team next, whenever Mark passes, I'm not rooting for him to pass. Hopefully, he stays. Or you know, there have been talk the league would like to get him out. We'll see. I think they clearly have their kind of uh, target on Dan Snyder right now. It feels yeah, like yeah, they got other issues. This thing's going to just take care of itself at this point. Yeah, yeah. the 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 Raiders are going to be in great shape for the future. Just being here in a hub with the money flowing, which even if you got a new, jo- you know, uh, like a Joe Lacob to own the Raiders in Oakland, it was always going to be a challenge because they just weren't the Niners. Yeah, and that 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 is not. I, I'll never 
disputed that with Raider fans. Like, we need to get out of there. We're always in the shadow. That is true. Yep. Right? Yep. They were always going to be in the shadow. Like yep. you said, it sounds bad, but it's just the truth. They were, And I listen, the A's have been much more successful over the last two decades than the Raiders and, and like the same thing, second-class citizens, in the way they're viewed in the business community, which impacts you, right? It, it well, it's as simple right? as that, you know, if your ratings were just as good, the business community – if they felt like it would make as much of an impact to spend that dollar, and maybe a new stadium would help them do that in terms of just having a cool... Like, I say this, I've said it a million times, you don't fill stadiums with your hardcore fans. You fill stadiums with your casual fans. And what the Giants stadium specifically did for them was it created this incredible base of casual fans. And that's how they filled their stadium. Well, and the Raiders the SEC... have always prided themselves on having hardcore fans, which is fantastic. They've got a huge fan base. But... I think really a great example of that are the big, big college programs in like the South and the Midwest. I think you meet a lot of people that are Michigan or Ohio State or Alabama or LSU or Georgia fans that didn't attend the university. Did not go to school there. That's how, Arizona are, basketball, I feel like, is that way. UCLA hoops is that way. USC yeah, well, football I, is that way. I think Oregon football has become like that. That's how you become the top pro sports teams. Like, Do, are, do most Yankee fans like... It feels like oh, my dad's dad was a Yankee fan. And a lot of guys are like, yeah, I just like the Yankees. I just like the Cowboys. Yeah. I just like the fucking Golden State Warriors. Right? Well, like, uh, meet me. I, I didn't I, I didn't give a shit about the Warriors till Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Well, and then uh, Kevin, and I just, I actually like them a little less once Kevin got here is the irony. But, like, I'm a good example of being kind of a casual fan. Like, that, I am that way with most teams. Like, I, I like certain teams because they're cool at the time that I enjoy watching them. I don't like watching... The Cleveland Browns win two games. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Alyssa's a big Yankee fan. Her grandpa was from the East Coast. He was from Philadelphia. He was a Yankee fan, so she, was a, she grew up with him. She was a Yankee fan. But people, I always tell her, because people always ask her, like, why are you a Yankee fan? And her aunt, she tells him, because my grandpa, blah. I'm like, why don't you tell him, because they're, what do you mean, what? They're, they're the Yankees. I don't, do I need I'm an explanation? Because I'm trying to win chips, <laughs> God damn it. Because we got 27 rings and I don't know if you've seen our squad this year. We're shooting for 20. Falling apart. Probably not going <laughs> Yeah, I saw the Dodgers trying to trade for Josh Hader. Like, how are these guys just available? How do the Dodgers have the market cornered? Like, Yeah, I'm shocked that the Dodgers would even – that the Dodgers could do that. Prospects. My favorite thing, John, going right now is, as of we're recording this, maybe Lance Lynn is going to get traded. Uh, within – you know, by the time it comes out, he might be on another team. But people are talking about Lance Lynn. Like, you got to have Lance Lynn. It's like, but congrats. Guys, that's, that's, been, that's been the trade deadline, it feels like, the last couple of years. That, that yeah, but this guy year, guys like, have like a one ERA on seven starts. <laughs> he's pitching like, now, pitchers are not pitching a long time, especially oh, now. I see, I see so what this you're guy, saying. He's pitching like five and a third every day through seven yeah. games, and people are talking about him like he's fucking side young. Like, oh, you got to get Lance Lynn. Yeah, you got to get Lance Lynn. Someone's like, I was texting with John Dickinson. He's like, would Sonny Gray work? I'm like... I, it's, it, to me, I love Sonny. You know, I love Sonny Gray because he's the same are the, deal. He's are got the like Reds a, good right now. They're solid, but you know, Trevor yeah. Bauer is going to be a free agent. They could move him. Sonny's got a sub two ERA. To me, some GM is just one of the great crimes is going to be trading away some guy who started seven games before the deadline or nine games maybe, and he's got an ERA of one nine, and someone's going to think they're getting, you know, Kurt Schilling in his prime in the postseason. I know. I would or not. Meant- I know the, these. It is pretty nuts how the I, I haven't really dove into like the ERA leaders. I, I haven't checked my box scores lately. But you're right. Like everything is, and football has become like this. But we openly talk about it. Like, yeah, 
the yards and the touchdowns are manipulated. I don't feel like enough people in baseball are like, yeah, these these numbers are getting a little hollow right now. This isn't for two th- reasons. Th- th- this right? is not comparable. It's the, you you are the sample sizes in terms of just the number of games, and then the other thing is just guys are not. No one's pitching eight innings, seven innings. I, well, is, is Tatis going to hit seven, thirty home runs letters? in sixty games? <laughs> Maybe. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, he's he'll be the MVP. He is sweet. He he is really sweet. But I just some of these. I, I feel like you inspired Slam Diego. I love you got I, the I argument. I was talking to Daniel Jeremiah today. I'm like, I got, I can't lie. Like, I people, I don't, you know, it's almost like I have to start rooting against them because I because I'm in this like war about their uniforms. But the fact is, Slam Diego is like the coolest <laughs> nickname ever, and they're it is pretty good. sweet. It is, pretty but sweet. who's good? Like, I, if I'm the A's, like you gotta, I I, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like when we talk about the NBA. It's like finals pick. Bucks Lakers. It's like really are the Bucks are the Bucks gonna really have a shot to win a champion? Like are they really are the Bucks gonna win a championship? I got a hot take. The Bucks will not make the NBA finals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so it's like, but this year the Major League Baseball is the same way. Like there are not like these elite quote unquote elite teams are just the best teams. It's just it's wide open. And all these teams are gonna get in the playoffs. Weird shit's gonna happen. You gotta play an extra series. That's the other thing. Yeah. What does Billy say? Shit doesn't doesn't work work in the playoffs. (laughs) Did he actually say that? Yeah, was that it was just a wife's tale. It, it was in Moneyball. Okay. It's some, I don't know exactly the if that's verbatim, but that's basically what he said. Just like the playoffs are, you know, you play three games. Like it's not, my shit is about playing the odds over a long period of time, you know? You know what's funny is we were at dinner yesterday or Friday and the booze was flowing and we were talking and somehow baseball came up and one of the ladies who's on the trip, uh, her, like her mom's friend, was like, uh, you know, I'm a big Ace fan. I'm like, why? She's like, oh, Brad Pitt. It was just, that was the end of the conversation. Brad Pitt. And I was like, he played the manager. I'm like, well, he played the GM. But, you know, it just Doesn't that's, ta- that's casual shit, right? That just stuff like that I, matters. Do you think Brad watches the Ace? No. Like in every hotel room, it's like, I was watching. You know what's really good? Have you seen the Quincy Jones documentary on Netflix? It's uh, I have Quincy. not. Rashida, I think, produced it. It's really good. Check that out. And... They show like his hotel room on one of his trips. They're talking to him in his hotel room, and he's got just like a treadmill in there. Like clearly, one of the things is when all right, we're gonna need a ho-, you know like instead of yeah. I'm gonna need two bottles of Pellegrino and a, someone's got to lug a treadmill to like you know from yeah. the gym to the penthouse. Not like a bu- I would need a bucket of M and M's. Yeah, I need like three things of vodka. I need one special toothbrush. I think Pitt Brad needs the MLB MLB TV in every hotel room. Yeah, he probably does. Got to check up on Billy's squad. And they're like, well, actually, Billy's not there. Billy's at the, the Sloan Conference. Billy's speaking. Uh, Billy's making $450,000 to talk to Salesforce today. He's not at the game. Yeah. B- B- Billy's in, uh, in Japan right now giving a, a world talk. Yeah. Yeah. Billy's at the... Uh, Listen, guys, my shit doesn't work in the Chase playoffs. Bank. But, you know, he branded himself pretty well. You, you got to give Billy that. Uh Middlecoff, let's tell the people about DraftKings. we got a game going right now. Normally, we're at the end of the DraftKings Sunday. We're recording a little earlier today, middle of the day. Uh, I don't even know where I am. I mean, I, 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 I remember when you felt this way like a month ago, and then you, you're on a run right now. I am not. But DraftKings promo code HAM, that's where all the fun is. We've both been getting DMs from people who've never done DraftKings gambling on golf before, not gambling. Uh, and now they're all in. It's fantastic. Promo code ham. I think I, I think the PGA Tour should send us a thank you note of just saying thanks for bringing uh, bringing new people to our game. That's right. And we would say yes, 
thank you as well because this DraftKings golf has been fantastic. Have a little cash on Hideki, but it looks like DJ, as of recording this right now, they're on hole four. He's got a two-shot lead. I'd be shocked if Dustin Johnson doesn't win. He is on a heater right now. Uh, but we got football's right around the corner, guy. And we've been saying you get in our game, you get in our league, we are going to do go big for football. We, we might not – Think a 200-person game week one yeah. NFL? Yes. Yep. I'm in, yeah. on, and then, I'm in on it. And and then week two, I don't even know what I'm going to do. We got the U.S. Open and we got NFL games. That is going to be that's going to be intense weekend for fucking DraftKings. Download the app, promo code HAM. You, you just I'm, I'm telling you, it is incredible. I We say it all the time. They're paying us to say this, but I truly mean it. I check my DraftKings app on Thursday through Sunday. Well, maybe by Sunday if I'm out of it, I stop checking as much. But when I'm in the tournament, I'm in definitely the first couple games. 97th place right now. And now I didn't have anybody like, miss the cut. There's do you no feel cut. like you go to the DraftKings app? It's the first thing I do like in the morning. All the time. When I know they're teeing off on the East Coast, I was like, oh, I got any guys playing? I, I'm on, I love that app. Yep, me too. It's so easy to play. Promo code HAM. Um, plus, you got the NBA. We didn't get the game in this week because there wasn't one. But um, Hot, Hockey. Maybe yeah, playoffs, John? Um. Promo code ham. And get in our league, too. We've got the Haberman and Middlecoff League. If you have any trouble finding our games, if you have any trouble finding our league, we are full service, customer service. Just DM us on Instagram, and we'll get it to you. This is from, I'm just looking at it. As of we record, AJW2201 is in first place, tied with uh, M. McGrouther, who DMs us all the time. Um, Who's he have, Hideki? Or uh, Dustin, probably. AJW, actually, these they're... So we got we got a Dustin Reed Scott Henley Hughes Steele against Shoffley Berger Reed Todd Cameron Smith and uh, don't call me Butch Brian Harmon. <laughs> this was Butch Harmon's birthday yesterday. I follow Claude. You should swing by. He's in Vegas, isn't he? That's where Butch is. Yeah, I think. Uh, do you know how much an hour costs with Butch from a guy? T- Tyler Raber did one. I think like three or four this years is ago. This a very good question. So I know hour with Butch Harmon. Before we end, don't don't tell me. Just tell me if this is right. Like. If I go to a public course and want a lesson, what'll that cost me? One hundred and forty bucks? No, seventy? No, what? less? No, fifty? Sixty? Are yeah. you sure? I, uh, I get an f- hour lesson in the Bay Area. It costs me eighty. I might have to come to your course. I think Presidio charges like one forty. I haven't done it. Yeah, but I I, I think okay, that so is gonna, a double. I think that's a double whammy of the market and stuff. Like I think that's. I'm gonna guess. One hundred fifty dollar lesson is pretty high end lesson. Okay. Expense, I'd say, in my experience. Yeah, I don't know. Anything, no, no, just just for a casual golfer, not like gotcha. obviously tour guys. And we'll stuff. teach you how to do a podcast for hundred. Eh, it's actually it's a little low. I wouldn't do it for hundred fifty. No, we we do five hundred podcast for ham podcast boot camp five hundred bucks. Yeah, no problem. I, I do um, okay, I'm gonna say Butch is, and again, he ain't just taking. You can't just call him and get a lesson. Right. You know, it's just, and I he might be retired now. Like I, I this. Well, guys have to come to him, apparently. He doesn't travel yeah. to them anymore. So I'm going to say, I heard somebody on PGA Tour Radio the other day talking, like, I think most guys make like eight fifty an hour, but that feels kind of, that feels low for even PGA teachers. But I think they're out, they just rack up so many hours just hanging around that it becomes a ton of money in a weekend. I'm going to say Butch is, I don't know, $10,000? No, I mean you were you were close. I mean, it was a thousand dollars, I think, because for an hour. I, because I heard a guy on PJ Radio like two weeks ago. But a thousand dollars for an hour for golf. I mean, that's it, it is. goes pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money, guy. For I heard a guy, a guy on PJ Radio telling the story about how Butch once told him 
like Phil flew Butch in for a weekend. He's at this event, and the guy's like, he's like, he's like, Phil flies me in to tell him the same. Phil spends fifty thousand dollars to tell for me to come here and tell him the same thing I told him three weeks ago, and the same thing I'm gonna have to tell him again in three weeks when he forgets what I told him today. <laughs> well, think of like if you were an NFL team in the off season, and you wanted to, you know, get like pay Nick Saban or Bill Parcells or a guy like that to give you a couple of days. Probably be like 10 G's or yeah. something minimum. Right. So I just, the goal, it's an hour, you know, that's, I don't get the guy for the day. I don't, we don't go on the court. A, I mean, I do if I want to pay more in Vegas. Uh, you know, I, less, I, I, I think four figures. DM people DM. I, I, I swear, I swear I've never got a hooker in Vegas, but I, I, from my friend's experiences, again, swear I'm not, and I'm not anti hooker, but yeah, you wouldn't lie. I, I, I do think the price point in Vegas is not, is not that cheap. Right, like I remember when I went to Amsterdam, it was nothing. Here, it's just—I think it is pretty expensive. Because again, their time, time is money, right? <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're taking COVID precautions. All right, uh, draft a lot, a lot of mass here. Promo code. Well, yeah, I mean the hookers. DraftKings promo code ham. Go get on the how app. Many, how how many com. hooker mentions in DraftKings ads over the years? Probably might be the first. We're gonna get an email from DraftKings. <laughs> no promo code ham. We've got them too much business. Promo code ham. Download the app. Mm-mm-mm. All right, John, we're going to get a jump on the 2021 NFL draft right now because the announcement came on Sunday that Jamar Chase, LSU star wide receiver, the man that won the Blitnikoff Award, beat out C.D. Lamb and Michael Pittman. Not Michael. Michael? Uh, B- Michael Pittman Jr., yeah. Yeah, Jr., yeah. For a second, I'm like, wait, yeah. that's his yeah. I don't know. Blanked. Uh, beat both those guys I- out for the Blitnikoff. He is going to skip the SEC's playing football as of now. He is skipping the year. He is not going to play for LSU, skipping his junior season, and is just going to get ready for the NFL draft. I Pretty big. I think. I, well, I think Daniel Jeremiah tweeted Saturday that rumors are big name player about to opt out, and to me that immediately went to like Justin Fields. Well, Ohio State opted out for him. Now, we'll see if some buzz coming back. He's trying to bring it back, so he's not the opt-out guy. Yeah, no. And he really, he wants to play because I do think there are some question marks with him. Mm -hmm. I think he was more like, people on Twitter loved him, but I think the NFL was like, we need to see a little, like, he had a lot on the line this season. Then I thought, like, Trevor Lawrence, but it sure doesn't feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to opt out. I didn't think Jamar Chase, but to me, he is, would you say, the Panay Sewell of wide receivers? Like he's the left tackle, top five player. Yeah, I Panay, think Panay pretty- is more of a lock, dominant player. But I, P- Jamar Chase was going to be a top ten pick. Like every executive you saw, unnamed when this, it felt like the biggest. Even though there wasn't a top ten wide receiver, it's like the best wide receiver draft in like a long time in terms of like the top fifteen past guys. Year. That they yeah this past yeah, year, yeah. but there wasn't a guy. I guess the Raiders took was the first guy off the board was Rugs at twelve. Mm-hmm. Everyone, all the anonymous, the articles, and just talking to people that I talked to in the league they all said that he would have been the number one guy on the board of the group that was viewed at how many wide receivers went in the first round Ruggs CeeDee Lamb Judy Jefferson Jalen Rager Ayuk Ayuk so was it six or seven I think six and then then T Higgins at the top of the second well T Higgins first pick in the second round Pittman right after yeah they started fucking flying off this that's 
pretty. I mean, LSU. That's a pretty. I would imagine this is the number one story tomorrow in in Cajun land, yeah. right? Now, from I've done a little reading from what I can tell, John. Here's a stunner. This is going to blow your mind. They've got a bunch of other really good players. <laughs> like one article oh, well. was like, "Well, they're not really going to miss them." The question is about their. Now, I don't know if I buy that, but like Terrace Marshall's coming back, right? He's Who's six that? four. He had thirteen touchdowns last year. For the LSU, yes, Tigers. If you saw him, you'd remember college football so far in the back of your mind. Jamar Chase had twenty. He said in the SEC record last year, caught twenty touchdowns. That's a third of Joe Burrow's sixty touchdowns went to this guy. Well, that, he had I, I started doing the math. You're like, wait, he had twenty. The guy had thirteen. Didn't Jordan Jefferson or Justin Jefferson have like ten? Right, I mean, we forgot about him. Well, then you start thinking. You're like, well, didn't Burrow throw like sixty touchdowns and two picks or something like the greatest season of all time? So yeah, he so, had six picks or six touchdowns and half. He had, he had over 200 yards receiving in the national title game against Clemson and two scores. He had 140 yards receiving on six catches and a touchdown against Nick Saban in Alabama. Didn't he have a big SEC championship game? Uh, Who did they play? Georgia. Who did Maybe they? Not. Be- I, I thought you know he what's went funny nuts. Is he didn't go nuts against Clemson, Oklahoma. Oh, that's who they played. Remember well, that went bananas Bro- in the in the semifinal. Didn't they go against Oklahoma when he had yeah, when Bro had like seven, six touchdowns in the yeah, first yeah. half? It was nuts. But uh, you could argue, the, the, I, you know, looking back at Jamar Chase, John, you could argue, even without a weird year, he could only hurt his stock this year. No, I don't know. You tell me. You you were an NFL scout. Could he have helped his stock after? I mean, after one of the great wide receiver seasons of all time? Well, I I, I do think at wide receiver you're very dependent on another human being, right? You can't like Panay Sewell could just dominate and his team could suck. Right, right. He's not dependent on anyone else. Now the offensive line is a unit, but it's of it, any individual that's not the unit would be the left tackle's kind of on his own a lot. Where the wide receiver going from Joe Burrow to I don't even know who the now granted whoever their starting quarterback is it's in probably theory, a booty brother, but I'm not positive. <laughs> exactly, but it's. He's going to have stars next to his name. He was going to have big offers next to his name. But wouldn't you say in our lifetime, most LSU quarterbacks did not look like Joe Brady? No. You know, the, clearly the best throwing quarterback they've had, besides, or not Joe Brady, uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Mod- but Matty the Mock. Best, yeah, would be Jamarcus Russell. Right. Like that, when I think LSU, I think, wait, how, how did Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, they, wait, they put, what? <laughs> These guys were better in the pros. So you just get this situation where if you're him, Weird year, your quarterback, even if the guy turns out to be good, is not going to be the number one pick in the draft, right? New offensive coordinator. Now, I think the old man, remember they split. Uh, I forget the guy's name, the older coach. Remember his right. uh, son-in-law or his, his son's wife passed away. or It's an awful story. The day of the national championship game. Playing yes, crazy. I think he's still there. M- a- a- M- was with, it Emsinger? A- Steve, maybe? Yeah, a- yeah, he's still there. But Joe Brady got a lot of credit for the passing game and the innovation. That's, I would imagine, like college football, probably one of the biggest coaching losses of last year, right? Heading into this year. Yeah. Joe Brady leaving LSU. I mean, if he is, if he was everything everyone said he was last year, then yeah, it's a huge loss. Guy, he went from being a quality control guy to being an OC for LSU to then being an OC in the NFL. That that rise for a non-offensive head coach. Like it'd be one thing if he was Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator. Air quotes, right? Is that where the, the faster rises is, in recent memory? Like even Sean McVay, it took for him a, a while as an assistant coach. Haircut, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I like Joe Brady. I'm, I'm I do too. It. Though I think, but I, he just, I think it's gonna. But when you look at him, you're like, is this guy 20? Does he have a TikTok? He does look young, and he probably does have a TikTok. But maybe that's you know, maybe every you coach have will have a TikTok. On and off, you have John. TikTok? Depending on, you know, I do, and then I read a story that they're stealing my my DNA, and I delete it. But then I see a sweet TikTok thing, and I get it back, and it's a whole thing. Say one thing about TikTok: they got ads on TV now. There are some funny shit. Like there, there are very, very funny videos. My problem is I'll scroll and be like, I, I've just watched way too much TikTok for one day, so I, I've deleted the app from my phone. They already have stolen like my DNA. Yeah, I know all my information, so uh, it's too late. A six footer, John. This is what we're talking about with Jamar Chase. Like, and he's not a burner. Um, so could he still? Be, is he a top? Is he the third or the fourth or the fifth? Is he a? Is he that high of a pick? Like, I do well, think like Julio Jones, AJ Green, right. is he that even, even Amari. Like, was Amari worth the fourth pick in the draft, big picture? I think if we just didn't think too hard about it, you'd say, yeah, that's – when you get that guy I, – I mean, truly, no, he was not. You want a little more. Truly, truly, what you want at number four, he wasn't. But I do think it's like – to me, it kind of feels like overthinking it, right? If you just – if you had ten number four picks, Amari would be in the group of guys that you're like – he'd they be on the good, higher yeah. end of the spectrum of – you know, I think – I mean, they're – like ideally, you want JJ Watt or Khalil yeah, Mack Odell or Derwin James. Want, yeah, that's who yeah. you want. But like it, when you bring up Amari Cooper, you'd go DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams are better players, right? You wouldn't even hesitate saying that. So I think that is where this guy's comp is more that, right? Elite pass He's catcher, jump physical jump balls, yeah. elite ball skills. I, I just think when when I think DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae. Probably more De- DeAndre Hopkins yeah. than Devontae. Like, Devontae's really established himself as kind of an all-around player, I think. But DeAndre Hopkins can't run. But you just go, the guy's a fucking baller. And that's what I think. The, when you just go, how would you describe Jamar Chase? you just be like, baller. <laughs> you know? This, yeah, I don't know. Dominant ass kicker. This year. Now, I, I, I would, it, one pushback, if I was an executive, I'd be like, you know, he had a first-round wide receiver with him. He had the number one overall pick with him at wide res- at quarterback. His uh, the running back Andy Reid just drafted him in the first round. Yeah, uh, Randy Moss's kid was drafted like the fifth. Like I, it would have been interesting to see. Now he was technically their number one guy, but just how does he look? All good you reasons know, just, not to play this year if you're him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 to me. Like, Panay Sewell wasn't going to opt out, right, if the Pac-12 had played? No, he, he was going to play. He was going to play. Yeah. Seemed like it. To me, this is... I think he actually might this have is, said it. I think this is the opt-out that makes 100% the most sense. Like, you're like, yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. I would have avoided it, too. Yep. Uh, what if he had a couple at the, practices? He's like, uh, this ain't Joe Burrow here. <laughs> have they been, pra- they, they've been practicing? Like, they, he didn't just opt out. I would imagine he's been at activities, right? Has to have been. So, I, is there a chance he just went? Eh, this we might not be as. And in fairness, like LSU shouldn't be like their down years are always like eight and four, nine and three. But I just he could might be like maybe we're just going to be a bad offense this year and be kind of what we've been when we've been had normal teams, right? Nine and three, good defense, good running game. They're just going to throw to me a lot, and I'm going to get double teamed, and my quarterback's not that good. Is there a chance that he looked at practice and just said, I don't trust this guy? Yeah, I mean. Apparently, I don't, like he, I, didn't real, I don't know their depth chart that way. There's a couple other guys, a D lineman and a safety, who apparently already opted out at LSU. So he's the third LSU guy to opt out. Um, but 
it'll be like to me this wide receiving class is going to be pretty interesting this year because it's not you know they it is a group of kind of smaller guys right Jalen Waddle Rondale Moore who's the guy from Purdue I think he opted out he's a 5'9 guy Devontae Smith from Alabama Marshall who's who's big but doesn't Clemson have a guy that got hurt last year who's supposed to be sweet remember the national championship game that you went to at Levi's he went nuts Oh yeah, he was, something. he was a true freshman. Yeah, he got hurt last year. He's coming back this year. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Justin I, Ross. I Justin, Justin Ross. Justin with a Y. I I, I, I do think though, what's going to be tough for this group, like they're just going to be compared to last year, where right. those guys all had great tape. They all dominated. The two Bama guy, like, wouldn't you argue the two Bama guys? Like, what are they playing for? Like, they, they would have been first round picks this year. If if you told me that Waddle just tomorrow is like. Now, it's probably not easy to be like, uh, Coach, uh, can we talk uh, over Zoom? <laughs> right? Corona, can I text you? <laughs> like I, you I wouldn't you want, want to, to be telling. Uh, yeah, Coach, do you, uh, you want some gum? <laughs> yeah. uh, you want my half of my sandwich? <laughs> you know, Would you say he'd be what the hardest guy to tell you're opting out to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I got class, Coach. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, if if Waddle and I, the, Devontae Smith, I think his yeah, name yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Like those two guys opted out tomorrow. No one. I mean, guy. Now the quarterback that came in for him actually didn't look that bad for Tua. Remember, he threw no, for a bunch of yards. Uh, he, he lit up Michigan like yeah. a Christmas tree. He's, he's, he, I think he, those think guys are probably good. like, "I'm gonna ball." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that helps because to me, if I'm a wide receiver and I think my quarterback's a baller, I think I'm gonna ball, right? And for those guys, they probably think I got more to earn. What? What? If you ask Waddle, he'd be like, "Well, I'll go out ball and I'll get drafted higher than Jamar Chase." Right. Why wouldn't he be thinking that? You think those guys are thinking like Jamar Chase is getting drafted over them? No chance. Now, I don't know if that's right. We'll see. The one thing we've learned over the years, though, is we make a lot of bold statements, minus quarterbacks, about different players. September? Yeah. Not like to me with a lineman, like a Sewell, a Chase Young, a Bosa. It's those guys typically, you know it when you see it, right? right? I think sometimes we get huge shifts with skill guys. Like, all of a sudden, I, I, I was reading an article that Clyde's uh, Edwards Zolaire, his first couple years, he was kind of like a nobody. And he wasn't even that big of a recruit. He just kept swinging his pick, kept swinging his pick, and then he just kind of became a star. I would imagine if you went to SEC scouts and just said, going into last year, him specifically, I'm like, yeah, you know, little small guy, late-round pick. He went in the first round. Because as a skill guy – you could just start fucking making plays and just what do they always say? The tape doesn't lie. You just you can't deny it. Like you just watched LSU. He on a team with those guys, a first round wide receiver, Jamar Chase and Burrow. I always thought like this little running back really stands out. He made a ton right? of, was really good pass catcher out of the backfield, right? Yeah, he just makes. He was, play, he's just a winner. He was. He was. He would always fight every extra yard. Like my, I think Michael Pittman's a good example. Like I, I would imagine coming into a senior year, people were like, you know fifth fourth rounder big not that fast and then he just play after play after he just was relentless he was like god this guy's better than we thought i thought he really earned us like no chance coming into that last season i think people were thinking like no everyone always talked about the top second round people talk about he just he just starts making plays by the way yannick and gakwe i think you nailed it uh i did get a dm from somebody that told me how to say uh uh, old Chusky's last name. 
Were you on it or no? No, I, I was saying Olachewski and M. Pinto. Tolachewski? It says it's Olchevsky. 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 Kind of sounds like a Russian mobster in a movie, doesn't he? Olchevsky? Olchevsky? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Gunner, not I, a Russian mobster name. But actually, it'd be like a Russian mobster nickname, maybe. <laughs> Gunner Olchevsky. <laughs> Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, one hundred percent. To me, it's like mixing like a cowboy movie and a mob movie all in one. You know, yeah. Or that just his role was just It'd have to be Tarantino because he would be really yeah. literal with the name. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. It was. Uh, we know. I, I mean, you and I both know him. We worked with him, Daniel Ogden. He's the producer for Tom Tolbert's radio show. Now is the only Jaguar fan. Not only that I know that I've ever met. Yes. Uh, that I'm seriously that I've ever met. And I mean, you just we've met a lot of people, and typically people that I meet, football and just sports come up, right? Like I said earlier on the table, it's just. I'm not going to talk to you about like nuclear physics or like bridges. Like it's usually going to come. Oh, you're from uh, Florida. Are you a big? Uh, you like the Gators? <laughs> you know, it's like that's my go-to pitch. You know, what do you think of the Jags? I don't know. And the Jags, like guy, there were a lot of people tweeting like all the people they've lost. They're a pretty big embarrassment. And I had a buddy that uh, he he uh, he's a scout, and he was on this. Uh, he was on like the over. Over the off season in the summer, I think the NFL did a lot of like Zoom conferences for just like scouts and coaches and just just different things like webinars and leadership stuff. And he's like uh, Rick Spielman, Chris's brother. Really, he's it feels like Rick now is the more famous Spielman. Spielman forever was the player, and then yeah, he's NFL GM and he's good. And he's like, you know, he was telling me this the seminar. I think it was a, a minority seminar, but he was like Parag talked about just different things. Like, so they just had a bunch of people throughout the league and Rick talked and he's like, Rick was incredible. And just, you watch Rick. He's just always a really impressive guy. Like you're just like, that's a pretty legit NFL GM. They just do smart shit. Mm -hmm. Like clearly the Diggs thing, it was probably more to the story. Like I, I like Diggs as a player, but they just, it kind of come to a pass. Maybe they just need to save money, whatever. He just, just boom, flipped it for a first round pick. Right. It didn't become like, I think he'd tell you, we just got this guy for a second-round pick. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league, right? I mean, and then he takes a discount to come to us. You see he went from 17 to 13. Did you, you – I know you saw it because you watched Hard Knocks. When Jalen Ramsey – and maybe we've mentioned this on the podcast. He said – and I, th- I don't think Jalen – the one thing when you watch this, like Jalen just says what he believes. He called it – now, he's got multiple children – he said the best day of his life was getting traded away from the Jacksonville Jaguars. The best day of his life. Now, it's, I, I think he probably means if he could probably professional life. But that, that's a pretty bold they, they had been to the AFC Championship game. Yep. He had beat Big Ben on the road in a playoff game. Right? I mean, he had, like, his career had a huge, he'd become an all-pro. He couldn't fucking get out of that dump fast enough. And they've become this team that, like, Teams go after their guys and kind of you get a second round pick for Yannick and Dockway. Well, that was so. My very first thought when I saw that trade was, wait, the Niners, the the, the Niners traded a second for D Ford. Hold on a second, you could get this guy for a second. Did that surprise you? Now they also traded a fifth that can become a third. Well, he but he, when you traded for him, the seventeen million comes. So it's not like. 
his number, like part of D Ford, like they negotiate a new contract. And it was like 19 million guaranteed or 18 million guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, you're years. getting the 17 million. Like you, it's a little more. Like you needed him to agree. Like it was a little Trent Williamsy. He had to be on board with where he was controlling some of it. You, he hadn't signed his tender. It was just. Could they have done this if they'd gotten Trent Williams? Probably not, huh? Who the Vikings? Yeah, probably not. Right? If it, you're saying if he had agreed with if, all the money, yeah, if yeah. they had acquired Trent. I think they would tell you they would rather have Trent Williams just because their offensive line has been such an issue than this guy. But they got to feel pretty good. Like, you know, we kind of got screwed in the Trent where we had a great deal of better than the Niners. He just refused to come here. We couldn't have done anything else. Like, we were – guy, they are on the right guys. Is, like, they're just, who was I listed? Is David Caldwell doing, like, radio or something? No, somewhere? he's the GM of the Jaguars. He's still the GM? Yes. He survive? I was listening to somebody who used to be there. Who was it? And they were just Jay Gruden. Like, <laughs> oh no, Jay's there now. No, I, I don't know. It was somebody. Was Tom saying, Co- like, Tom Coughlin. That wasn't Tom. <laughs> but they were just talking about like this guy. People don't even realize how good this. Like people do not understand how good this was. Like two, three weeks ago, it was just random. Someone was talking about the Jags. Maybe it was my fr- my friends in the league think know. this guy's really good. Yeah. So I, I like just, he's not like Khalil Mack or Vaughn Miller, but he's like that next tier of like. This guy's an, if this guy played for the Cowboys or the Niners or fuck the Vikings, like think about the that Vikings. Was this guy's like, point. oh, Daniel Hunter. Whoever you know? I was listening to was saying like, just just wait until this guy goes somewhere else and people are going to realize how good he is. Now to, uh, to push back on your, would they rather have him or him, Trent or Yannick? The one thing you'd say for them is they really this year they probably need a really good pass rush because they don't have a DB over the age of twenty three. They got a first round corner on one side. They've got nine combined cornerback starts on their roster right now the vikings i think they lost six starters on defense or on, just overall on, def- uh, on defense and dalvin cook hasn't even gotten hurt yet so <laughs> he well, he was pretty healthy know, last I'm year sorry. right that was, that was weak cheap shot yeah, i'm gonna take him first uh first week fantasy yeah I, fuck <laughs> DraftKings. so i mean i mean if if you are the Niners, they are a well-run. Don't you feel twice yeah, as to good me, about Trent Williams if you're the Niners? Yes, to me, the Vikings are just a well-run team. Like if I told you, right now they're like a round high level Colts. Yeah, like if I just said round one, Niners Vikings, right? Yeah, it's a believable game. Like the Viking. Do when you think the Vikings, do you think playoff team? They have a playoff coach. Yeah. Cousins, say what you want about him, is just he's solid. They have a bunch of skill guys, and now you just add this guy with Danell Hunter. I remember texting uh, Flip Good linebacker. when he got the, when he got the OC job. Yeah, it didn't last that long, and Simmer fired him. But in training camp, and I was like, uh, "What's it like?" He's like, "I don't, bro. This '99 Danell Hunter. It was like that was like three years ago, whatever." Right as he was kind of blowing up. For people that don't, John D. Filippo is now on the Bears. John D. Filippo, yeah, Bears staff, Bears quarterback coach. Um, yeah, so I just you put him with Zimmer. They still have Barr. They still have Kendricks. Uh, they still have Harrison Smith. They're just to me. They're just a good team. Now the Niners match up well against the Vikings and the Packers, mainly because their offensive line sucks. That, but that's also assuming that their defensive line is still really good, right? Mm-hmm. Part of it was like they couldn't block Buckner. Well, I watched well, the Super Bowl. Block, the can they block Kinlaw? It was this relentless red, right? Well, it was I mean, they're, 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 Buckner. You just we all know it. It's not that we forget Kind of, because he's not quite as sexy as Aaron Donald. I don't think you quite realize how solid he is if you just 
Now he is making twenty one million. Yeah, I He's mean, like, but I just forget feel like getting discounted. It's like, bro, you were drafted seventh. You got traded for the thirteenth pick. You make twenty one million. I, I do think you and I, like, if you listen to this podcast, we we talked about him a ton. Just as it like, Dick, did you see what he did this Sunday? That kind of stuff with Buckner. It's gonna be hard, man, to be as good on up front as they were with Buckner this year. But anyway, that's a different. Well, if I, if I tell you Kinlaws is half as good as Buckner, are you one hundred percent certain he's half as good? Year one. Of what Buckner was and what, yeah. Kim, I mean, Kinlaw's already struggling. Buckner was a ready-made ass kicker last year, right? Like he was in the peak of his powers. I think Chris Ballard would tell you, we're getting this guy in the peak of his career, right? He can just be a next three years Pro Bowler every year. Like if Kinlaw if, if you is trying to list, figure out pass rush moves, guy. If you made a list, John, and said, okay, list all the 49ers players who were so good that if you just removed one of them, you would say maybe they don't make the Super Bowl, right? You'd say, okay, Jimmy's on that list. If I took Kittle away, hell, you might, Bosa. you might, yeah, Bosa. You might even put Emmanuel Sanders on that list. I don't know, depending on how the year played out. But to me, Buckner's on that list. Of guys, if you said, okay, I took Buckner away last year, are they in the Super Bowl? You go, ah, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, I'd probably say Sherman. Sherman, because yes, their no, other their other corner sucked. So if you took Sherman away, I think you could have just thrown Absolutely. on him a lot. German I mean, sneaky, sneaky Greenlaw and Warner. Yeah, Freddie Warner miss another practice. Come keep an eye. Niners, you had a great tweet yesterday. Like when someone, when your agent calls and says there's Niners on the other end, and the guy doing like the prayer thing. He's caught doing I mean, the guy, they, 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 they are injuries. Like, and, and it's part of the NFL. And a lot of guys have been hurt today. Jalen Rager, the first rounder, got hurt making a tackle on an intercepted ball. Just the worst. Derwin I mean, James. People talk about a bad sucked. omen. People have been getting hurt left and right. It does feel like the Niners are even on another level than most injuries, right? It, yeah. Every day. Every day. It's Derwin like James even their random J.J. Nelson's like on IR. I mean, the, the guys who I didn't even know were on the roster getting hurt. <laughs> or at least I'd Baseball. forgotten about. I know. Football, though. People get hurt. Yeah, but at least with the – it's terrible, the Jalen Rager. But at least there was like live – like someone got hit. I don't uh, – do we know what the injury is? Shoulder, but it okay. feels like did he hit the guy? Did he dislocate his shoulder? I'll say this: if you're on the Niners was right it a now, play that wasn't pra- even around the ball. I wonder if oh, you're on their practice. If you're on their practice squad, you know if we got like hard knocks footage of Niners meetings, how often are their coaches being like, "You better fucking be ready to go"? <laughs> Look at us. I mean, at any moment you could be starting Week One. I saw a Lombardi tweet. He's always like. I'll give Lombardi credit. He's always counter the 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 theme on Twitter. Like the theme on Twitter is everyone's injured, team's fucked. He's always like, well, and he's right. None of these injuries as of right now, beside the torn ACL, are we don't know if any of these guys are going to miss week one, right? Like technically, Debo. Well, Samuel we know Richie James week is. one. Richie James, but I'm saying the guys that have been hurt in practice. Even yeah. like I'm even talking Bosa, Uzcheck, uh Sneaky I, Kittle use- has a hammy. Yeah, I mean, did these guys should all play week one? I would say, Lombardi, I'd probably bet that one of these guys is missing week one, wouldn't you? The odds are just not good that everyone just is there. Yeah, I mean, the, the list is about 20 deep right now. 20 deep. God. Of, I mean, it's at the point now where it's not just, oh, did you see uh, Ben Garland got hurt? Yeah, it's like, I don't really care. But when you say Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, Juszczyk, Bosa, D- Fred Warner's now just missed back-to-back D- games. D Ford, D Ford, DJ Jones is he back? He might have come back. 
Yeah, it's just that. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting up there in names, right? Warner's just – Kyle said Warner is ready to go right now. That's why he just, just being – just don't want to lose him. Maintenance. Not even maintenance. That's a guy. He didn't say maintenance. Like, it just feels like he's holding him out. Yeah. But well, to me, I just, we don't try. I just don't trust. That's that's no. the thing, well, right? Is we just don't. Well, I get to the point if I'm Kyle, I just start holding guys out, right? It would just how about just stop maybe practicing. Start doing some walkthroughs? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. John, let's tell the people about mybookie.ag promo code ham one. You were not in the mix, I don't think, on Sunday, right, to win DraftKings, but mybookie, as we're watching, you are you are keeping a very close eye on Hideki. You got a shot to go big. Well, as we're recording this right now, I used some of our rollover money on, uh, which we tell you, when you when you put in your initial deposit, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one, it gives you bonus money up to 100%. If you bet that money, you do have to then, like, you if can't you take the money, you withdraw have to bet the, it. Yeah, yeah, if you take the money, you have to bet it. And I used a lot of the rollover money on this tournament. I have Hideki that would pay out almost $500. I think they're on about hole seven. He's two back. I don't feel great about it, but I just I got a shot, guy. I, I got a shot. You and I have been going back and forth. Been thinking about doing some, like on DraftKings, they have the uh, what, what's it called? The every week you bet one game, survivor. the survivor pool. We were going to each put in some amount of money, maybe a hundred bucks each. You know, like two hundred dollars on a game. And we're just going to bet one game a week. Combine, we'll have to long. agree on the pick. It'll be the ham pod pick of the week. Yeah, it'll just be the pick of the week. We'll put actually our money down on the game, and we are not going to deposit more money. So to to make it to week two, we'd have to win. But if we make it to week two, we're guaranteed week three, right? Because we'd have a little cash. Right. So and the key the to get started would be week one. We're just making a two hundred dollar bet every week. Hopefully, we got to win week one. <laughs> yeah, if we could if we could rack up some early wins like week one through three, we'd be golden at least to like middle of October. <laughs> what happens if we lose week one? Do we go all right? Well, it's like breakfast ball. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. The crazy thing is, we're already convincing ourselves that the Raiders. We love the Raiders on the road yes, at Carolina. Let, no, let's talk. Let's really let's dive in. We both so, we looked the other day. Like, what might we pick week one for two hundred bucks? And that lot of lot out. of big lines that we were a little uncomfortable with because uh-huh. I kind of like the Browns getting eight and a half. But do we feel good about betting on the Browns week one? The Raiders, no. I think, was minus no, one or minus one and a half last time I looked. Yep. I, I just I I just don't think Carolina's going to be that good. First time offensive coordinator in Joe Brady, first time head coach in the NFL and Matt Rule, a bunch of new players like Cam's gone, Keekley's gone. They've got a lot of moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. If the Raiders are a playoff team, they win that game. No fans, so what's even the road? Uh, I, I'm here in Vegas right now. It's hot, so they're used to the heat. It's hot as shit, actually. I mean, uh, like, there's just a bunch of games that I wouldn't. I, a guy, I, I love that Raiders line. I, mean, mind, I, I think that's here's the, the other problem, right? Is we just know week one is always a funky ass week when it comes to the NFL picking. Because I said, do you, do you even said, have another game close to the Raiders game for you? Because that's I, I'm locked in on that game. Um, right there was one other game that I remember thinking. See, I I probably hate most games, just given that Week One is usually just super weird. Um, kind of like Denver, Tennessee, like Denver to win Char- that game at home. I mean, Chargers minus three at Cincinnati, although Derwin James just got hurt. But to me, Joe Burrow's first start, are they beating the Chargers against Bosa and Ingram? And to even Tyrod Taylor solid. solid. Actually, what what's the line on that game? Three. I I kind of like that game more than the Raider game now. I I must have skipped that when I was scrolling. How about we'll uh, oh about you this. know what I said to you? But now you kind of talked me out of it. I said I kind of like. How about the Rams at home plus two and See, a half against Dallas? I didn't but, like that one. 
da- I, I just think Dallas is going to score a bunch of points. Um, how about I mean how all about, of them four sacks? How, how about Pittsburgh minus three and a half at the Giants? I the New York Giants, Joe Judge. Yes, the fighting Joe I Judges. Think, I think I think they're going to be terrible. That I would expect the New York Giants to be the worst team in the league. Really? So I mean, I, I think there's just, yeah. Is it uh, what do they call it? The hook? The hook too much? What, at if, half what, point? what if what if I told you this though? The back to Cincinnati, the Chargers. What if Joe Burrow's just the truth? And I, like Joe Burrow just keeps him in the game. I don't know if I could. I just don't. I don't feel good. I, I yeah. I to me, week one is so freaking weird. So again, we got to figure this out. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one. You can bet on futures. I mean, my bookie has a million things for the NFL. Obviously, week one to win divisions, to win the conference. It's got week two. You can bet on golf. You can bet on basketball. Do you know you want a future bet, John? Yes. Over under. Okay, you can bet this on mybookie.ag promo code ham one. Over under two and a half Super Bowls won by Patrick Mahomes under his Chiefs contract. Two and a half. Two and a half over minus 140, under plus 100. So he needs to win two more. Yes. That's I'd pretty go, challenging. Go under. Like John, John Elway won two total. I just you love know, the just, idea of like having a bet still rolling seven years from now. Like you're Rory McIlroy's su- How many three Super Bowl quarterbacks have there been? Terry Bradshaw, Tom Brady, Joe Montana? Like it's a short yeah, list. Yeah, I mean Elway won two. Manning uh, two. Favre no. Favre won. I mean, it's just Breeze one, Eli two, Flacco one. You say it's Peyton just, yeah. two? Yeah, just no. It's just you would bet under. Historically. Bart, how many did Bart Starr win? Was there AFL championships? Probably six. Stallback. Feels like he rattled off a couple. A little before my time. Yeah, I don't think did he win three? Maybe he did. He definitely played in three. But if Papa was here, he'd be like, well, Daryl LaMonica could have. <laughs> he'd be like, Stallback got robbed Derek in the sixty nine. Derek would know. <laughs> big time. For people big Derek time, is the one that can name every Super Bowl score. He's an elite historian. He is. It was a devastating day, John, for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. We mentioned <laughs> it earlier it? in the podcast. Their number one receiver pick got hurt, Jalen Rager, making a tackle on their new quarterback's interception in practice. Jalen Hurts was practicing because Carson Wentz is somehow day-to-day with a lower body injury hockey style. You know, I almost feel bad for the guy in the sense of this is not normal. You know, we talked for, it felt like, two years about Jimmy Garoppolo and the health, and we don't even mention it anymore. Like, if you're a Rams fan, you just, you don't even think about Jared Goff. Russell Wilson's never missed a game. You know, most of these quarterbacks, like Drew Brees, the craziest part about last year, that thumb injury, he guys always plays. I remember Eli had a stretch where he didn't miss, remember when they made Geno Smith the starter yes. and he hadn't missed a start and however many... Guy, and then I mean, Eli Carson, came back like a week or two later. I, I just, I kind of feel like he snake bit in the sense of snake bit where this is just him. It, it is kind of nuts. Like, it is not normal. Like, when I, when I saw Lamar Jackson had a, you know, a tweaked something and, you know, growing, <laughs> I understood it. Like, it, it, is Lamar Jackson going to get hurt in the first five years? Wouldn't you say it's a lock? It just He's going to get in. He's just going to get tackled weird. When you run a lot... 
Michael Vick got hurt a lot. RG3, like runners, I, I don't even think that's unnormal. Like that's part of the package. When you're quarterback, Carson Wentz is your prototypical kind of modern-day pocket quarterback because he's mobile. Guy, he's fucking hurt. And I didn't understand that the Clowney hit. I don't think Clowney was trying to hurt him, and he got a concussion. There's a randomness to that. I'll, I'll give you that. But he it still happened to him. And then he can't even get through a training camp with uh, a lower body injury? Rap sheet said minor soft tissue injury. It's considered minor. So he said minor twice, which is like saying honestly too many times. Right? Like, honestly, man. Honestly. No, it's fine. It's like, all right, you said honestly. If you say honestly once, you're being honest. Maybe. If you say honestly twice, now I know you're lying because you're saying too many honestlys. Saying the word minor twice in a three-sentence tweet, two-sentence tweet, he said minor twice. Makes me well, think I, he's I, overcorrecting. Well, Adam Adam Schefter tweeted about Derwin James. To be aware of. D- Derwin James left practice with a hamstring. Yeah. Uh, he's getting an MRI yet to be determined if it's significant. I thought Gottlieb had a really good tweet. Any injury regarding Derwin James is significant because he's their best player on their team. It was a good tweet. I think anything with Carson Wentz is significant, right? I think that I would and even more than Derwin James because I think Derwin would tell you, I fucking broke my foot last year. It was a freak deal. I pulled a hamstring. Like it's not. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. I'm not injury prone, and maybe he'll turn out to be. Maybe he won't. Carson, at this point in time, like I'm sorry, like every time Carson doesn't immediately get off the deck, what's everyone watching the game thinking in the back of their head? Like to me, he isn't he the number one guy in the league right now. Of if he's because Tony Romo became that. Oh, uh, here we go again. Remember for like a three year period, and every time he went out, and it was always like, oh, clavicle. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> you know? To me, he's old now, but a big Ben probably kind of feels that way, right? Yeah. He's the but, number one guy in the league right now. I think. Well, because he's an MVP candidate, we think, when he's healthy, right? So that's the other part of this is like. This I don't think this is a super. Well, guy, they can't hit you. They can't hit you in practice. Well, apparently right. they're hitting in practice. Why? Why is Jalen Rager trying to make a tackle on a practice interception? Well, I think he's a football player instincts. It's probably why they love <laughs> if him. I was, John. If I was Doug, I'd be like, "Get out!" <laughs> What's to me, that that's game one where of those you, like they throw like a? You, I was watching. Um, uh, well, there was a game now where they like spin something, and then whoever it points at, everyone else runs, and that person I don't know like throws something at people. But I was watching uh, Grown Ups the other day. You know, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, David Spade. Yeah, yeah. And they play this game where they shoot an arrow into the air, and then they all scatter. And the, it yeah. ends up coming down in Rob Schneider's foot. Rob actually, pretty funny stand-up special on Netflix. Um, that, to me, is what every out. every offensive coach wants their players to do when there's a pick. Just just go the other way. Run the other direction. Don't yeah. try to make the a problem, tackle. The problem is the defense always feels like they're getting screwed because they can't hit the quarterback, so they make – they go ape shit, right? When you've been out of practices, when when there's a pick, they go yeah, nuts. Yeah, so it gets personal and it's just like, for the offensive guys. Yeah, and it feels like they're running on the field. It's kind of mayhem, right? Honestly, Let them have picks in an NFL game are pretty like just cut and dry. Here's if the what guy's we know. got room, he runs. If Jalen Hurts starts games for the Eagles this year, what over under .5 games started by Jalen Hurts this year, which is a problem. And I think I, I was thinking about this today when I saw that he got hurt. I think this is why Howie would say, "Listen, we we paid him. That's he's he's under contract because we thought this guy could be a franchise quarterback." And I think all of us would go, "He clearly has the talent to be a franchise quarterback. When he's on the field, he's a franchise quarterback." But he's proven that you have to have a backup plan. 
They had to have a backup plan last year because their backup quarterback, remember, broke his wrist in training camp. They had to convince a guy off the couch, and they gave him ended up giving him $4 million. And what, what happened to him? He ended up playing in the playoff game with, a, I think, a torn hamstring. Remember, he got injured, but he played through it, Josh McCown. Mm-hmm. They did not want to have that happen. Now, I, I think the other angle on this is, like, the problem for them is, is Jalen good enough to be an NFL starting quarterback for a guy that's probably going to be forced into some action when Carson goes down. Right. Is that contract – th- Not right I, Not right now. Do you, do, you, do you think that contract, if he's always hurt, just – they didn't really have a choice. I don't like, think what you were have they going to do I, year I, to year? I can't kill him for it. I mean, it's you draft a guy, you spend a high pick on him. He is everything you thought he was going to be as a player, right? Yeah. What do you do? I don't really think you have a choice. Well, it's like you won a Super Bowl on his watch when he was on the sideline. I know. <laughs> right? it's, it, it's really tough. Did you Did you see what happened with them with Jason Peters? So Andre Diller goes down. Right. Jason Peters, they had signed because Brandon Brooks had torn his Achilles in the offseason. So the natural move is they had signed Jason Peters to just play guard because he knows the scheme and they thought he could transition. Well, Andre Dillard tears his pec, and where do they go? Well, Jason, move out to left tackle. And he goes, well, you signed me to play guard. Pay me more money. Pay me more money. <laughs> and and I was like, you know, he's got a point. Great right? Point. And I, I think he was just like, I'm I'm not moving to left. Has there tackle. ever been a hold in or a hold out on a guy that just signed a contract? <laughs> I don't know. But he is he right? Because I think he kind of is. I think it's a tough spot for the Eagles. I mean, yeah, he's right. Yeah. But no, not really. But he look, no, he's not right, but he has all the leverage in the world to make himself right. So Because he can just say, I'm not playing left tackle without a race. When I was your left tackle, wouldn't that be something? A guy who's holding out, he's just playing a different position. He's not actually not playing. He's just playing a different position. Pretty funny. Like you had to walk a contract out to the huddle for him to go to left tackle? Them and the Niners have an injury vibe. I don't know what it is. They they do have felt a little snake bit the last couple years of just guys. Now, they keep making the playoffs. Part of, unlike the Niners, their division was really shitty. That's why they got in last year. But it's – I think they proved – the Eagles are a good example for the Niners of, like, there is a line of diminishing returns. Like, you, you can overcome – you can only overcome so much. And, and unlike the Eagles, the Niners won't have a stretch where they're playing the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the fucking Giants five times in four weeks yeah. or whatever. Well, one right? thing – but you can't have your quarterback be a part of that. Well, Carson did play – you know, everyone likes to push back as Carson did start 16 games last year. The problem is he made it through five minutes of a playoff game, yeah, which again, I, but, but freak deal. I but understand why you bet on him. I bet on him. You bet we, like if it. For, I like if the player. Here, I enjoy watching. Them. Them. We are Carson Wentz fans in terms of like we want we bet on them. We like them. We pick them. We watch them. John worked for them, but I don't think they have as much wiggle room as the 49ers have. Now you would counter like well their defense is going to be pretty good, and they you know say what you want like. Is Alshon back from his foot yet? That's a good question. D-Jax, like I, I don't think they've got a ton of room for air. Now they do have Doug. Like the Niners have a good play call, a great play caller, but they don't have Foles or a version of Foles. They have a rookie quarterback. Yeah, who's back, I, back I don't, quarterback? I that I would. I mean, I just didn't like Jalen Hurts that much as an NFL prospect. Yeah. Like, I just didn't think he was an NFL player. Well, to me, if he's going to be uh, one, it wouldn't happen right away. But I don't know. Maybe they'll – maybe they'll – are they – is Doug just – the other thing is, like, is Carson in and out? If he's out, then you maybe you just change your offense. 
but that's not the case here, right? He's, didn't they do that? Didn't they do that for Foles? They did. Yeah. So I, they've proven they are pretty. But that's flexible. different than like, oh, we need you this week, but next week we're going back to Carson, or we think Carson's a game time decision and he's not playing. Right? Those are. Did you spend the whole week doing it? Have you spent a month doing it? Or is it just spot starts here and there? I mean, can you change your offense if it's just? Yeah, to me, to me, if Carson Wentz is missing games, they're in trouble. That no. they're in major trouble. I mean, it's just that simple. John, do you think that the Bears would trade Foles to the uh, Eagles if if Wentz is out for an extended period of time? You mean their starting quarterback, Nick Foles? Well, I, you know, I, I think he's going to be their starter. But we were talking, can you really start him Week One? I, I think he can. But they, but it's not like he. The early, I guess they're not early reports. The season starts in a week and a half. Uh it's not like he's taking the job for Mitchell Trubisky right now. So, I heard Mike Lombardi say this, and I do kind of agree, is that when you've had an incumbent, you draft them really high. He's been your starter. You almost have to make him your starter, let him fail, and then go to Foles. That you lose the locker room might be strong, because how did Trubisky not lose the locker room himself last year? But if you, if you name Foles the week one starter – you are admitting you think full su- or Trubisky sucks. You might even think that, but at least make him the week one starter and, and go from there. I mean, are that, you admitting he that's sucks? Like you, you paid Nick Foles a lot of money. Like the fact that you don't love Mitchell Trubisky's been—it's very clear. Like we're not waiting for a sign on this, right? Here's the other thing: there's no crowd. So this idea that like you have Foles, but then you go back to Mitchell or you go to Mitchell, then like there's no booing. In all likelihood, right? There's that you don't have to deal with any of that. I, 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 I used to think that way. I, my Khalil, Khalil Mack on the bench, <laughs> him booing. Yeah, my take has kind of changed over the years. To wh- wh- whoever you think should play quarterback plays quarterback, and then if you need to switch them, switch them. Like your players know who looks good in practice and who doesn't. Like you're not tricking them when you start Trubisky if Foles looks better. So, uh, yeah, maybe you convince me because it's not like. Let's say Roethlisberger's shot this year. Like, it's over. Like, by week three, you realize, like, Roethlisberger's done. Benching him or a situation, you know, a player of that magnitude would be a massive deal. Fans, no fans, whatever. Like, because you're just acknowledge- it's just It'd be, like, one of the biggest stories. I'm just using him as a random example. But, like, Trubisky, like, who even gives a shit what he thinks? You could argue. That's your take, right? Like, yeah, who, my take. players well, know. Yeah, my take is what the, uh, what the players already think what – I think they think, which is we don't have a clear number one quarterback. It's not even about Mitchell. We, they got to be thinking we went eight and eight, and our we had the worst quarterback in the league last year. So just give us a fighting chance. Here's what I know: I'm not here. the best quarterbacks in the league, the ones that have been in these situations, Montana and Young, Foles with uh, Foles and Wentz. You know, any if you can't handle that, then you're not good enough to be an NFL starting quarterback anyway. I think the Bears are in the worst position possible. Probably shouldn't possibly. call the situation Montana and Young, though. Yeah, I, I think the Bears are in the worst position possible. You know, John, Trubisky team. and Foles reminds me a lot of Young and Montana. <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. When you have a quarterback, quote-unquote, battle with not a rookie quarterback in a situation where you have a good roster, it sucks being the Bears. Because if you're a Bears fan, you go, God, if we just had, as crazy as it sounds, like Kirk Cousins, you'd be like, oh, the Bears are a locked playoff team, right? But it's like, yeah. listen, Foles got on this all-time heater when he won the Super Bowl, and then even in that playoff game against the Bears. But is he a good player? Like, is Nick Foles a good player? He had good, great moments, 
but I don't know if he's a good player. I think healthy. I mean, he has had stretches. I mean, you would say he's had two stretches in his career that are bigger than moments, right? I would say I would say typically though, when he plays sixteen games, he's not viewed as a top eighteen quarterback. Now he's had moments where he's played like a top ten quarterback in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, but I don't think most people consider him a, a high like he's not like Jared Goff, right, or Dak Prescott, and those guys are out of the top ten. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. And hell, we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo all the time. Like, is he good enough? How good is he? You know, if he's got to be your quarterback, now maybe that he's just tailor made for this team. They have a good, you know, a great defense in theory. If it gets back to what it was a couple years ago, they were still pretty good. I think they were like third or fourth on different metrics last year. Like, they were just coming off the year when they went 12 and four, not quite as good, but they were still really good. And then, uh, Offensively, I mean, they got Allen Robinson. Corderell Patterson's now at running back. They drafted a running back last year, Montgomery, who's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, I'm biased. I will, Matt Nagy, I think they, they get flipped. I think their coaching staff is pretty solid. That They got a chance to, you know, be good. But you can't win in the NFL with shitty quarterback. Now, their quarterback play was horrendous. If they, they, they tell you, well, if Foles is just the 20th best quarterback in the league, we'll be okay. Yep. Mitch was – Awful. I mean, he, he couldn't have been any – you just watch some games, you're like, this is an NFL quarterback? Like, when you can't complete basic balls, you can't play. Hell, you can't play in college, right? You'll get yanked, right? If you're just overthrowing guys over – like, you can't function in today's game because it's so pass-heavy. Like, I, I think probably in the 80s or whatever, if we turned on, there was probably some pretty bad quarterback play for teams that won, like, 9, 10 games. Because you could just run the ball. Games were lower scoring. You weren't throwing in as much. Like, it was a big deal to throw it, like, 20 times a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is just divisionally, the Vikings don't make mistakes and play great defense. The Packers, you know, even if they regress, they still might be a 10-win football team this year. I don't think you can afford to not start who you think the better player is. Now, maybe part of this is there's no separation between the two. But you can't give away a week or two just because you're covering for Mitchell if he's not the better player. I mean, we're going to see them both this year. I don't see how we don't. So, in what order? Yeah, I think that's a lock. I, I I would imagine their decision is probably closer to the way you're thinking at it, not the way I was thinking at it based on what Lombardi said. You just try to fucking win week one. Who gives you the best chance to win week one and figure it out from there? You don't have no fans. You're not getting booed. Just start whoever you think gives you the best chance to win. Now, I haven't text Flip or Nagy at all and just – just reading everything, I think it's been like, you know, both guys just kind of look like they look. It's not one guy's doing this, the other guy's doing that. It, it, it feels like, yeah, just kind of flip a coin. If anything, go with Foles just because you think he can be better on game day. That If Nick Foles is named the quarterback, I just think they, they trust him more. Yeah, I would give ties go to Nick Foles as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I think the, the pass he got hurt on last year, John, was one of the great passes of the NFL season. It was. Let I mean, he threw forget. like 90 yards in the air. It was an incredible back touchdown. They went up 7 nothing on the Chiefs, and then the, their whole franchise fell apart. So. Foles' career took, you know, fell apart after that. He, like his season, like he missed 10 games or whatever. Minshew mania started. Foles would go, well, I still got $25 million and 20 more coming to me this year. That's right. It's 45 in two years. How much you guys make? He got, he got paid like, to move on. He got paid to leave Jacksonville. The, the crazy thing about the Wentz conversation earlier, there's just always this elephant in the room, right, with this, the full situations that the Eagles make the right decision. 
we both agree. I think most people with common sense agree they didn't have it. You you had to go back to Carson Wentz. He's just a better player. Now, it doesn't mean he'll ever win you a Super Bowl. It doesn't mean he'll ever stay healthy. But they, they just – and you've always said this about the contract. They just did not have a choice. It was just one of those situations. You don't have a choice, and you just pray to God that he can stay erect. And then Foles – like, it's not like Foles has, like, gone on to light the world on fire, right? Really, he threw that one pass, and then it's – No, but isn't there standard, like, we just cannot – we just keep – we keep – every offensive possession – when we throw the football, it's like taking two steps backwards. We just keep killing ourselves, right? If you're the Bears, you're just like we're just we got Khalil Mack. We just we got a great offensive coach. We think we got. Like, well, you well if I weapons. told you, if I told you this, if I told you Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan had Nick Foles. There, like if I told you instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Foles was the Niners' starting quarterback this year. I'd be like, I don't like him as much without Jimmy, but I'd be like, I don't think the Niners are not going to win nine games, right. right? You'd think they'd be pretty good. So I, I, I bet Nagy goes, well, I've already been around this guy. I just I can win with this guy. I've been around both guys. I've actually just convinced myself I have no inside information. I'll be stunned if Nick Foles is not named the starting quarterback, won't you? Yeah, but, I, but I've been saying that this whole time for months since they got him. How is Mitchell well, Trubisky going to – Well, I think, I think part of it – Maybe one thing if Nick didn't know the offense. I think part of it, though, is no media around, no fans. There is a lot of gamesmanship going on just – is there, you don't have to let out information. What's the deal with their kicker? What's that guy's name? Remember when the helicopter uh, caught got footage of him kicking in the stadium because he was missing all those kicks? Yeah, I think he's gone. Cody Parker. They replaced remember? him? Yeah, remember they signed another guy last year. The guy that doinked, and then he went on Good Morning America and thought like Nagy was mean to him or something. Oh, remember? that's right, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he go like tell Katie Couric something, yeah, and like, then the Bears like cut him like the next day? Yes. Eddie Pinheiro it was, was ridiculous. Kicker, uh, no, that's their <clears throat> kickoff yeah. guy. Who was their who is their place care? Oh, it is Eddie. All right. Um, I I got a restaurant slash DraftKings DM here, John. Uh, again, if you've got a restaurant, you love as restaurant. of right now, guy Dustin bogeyed. Hideki is not dead. Okay, so I I am still alive, and it looks like Finau's hot right now. He's birdie making a bunch of birdies. Oh, good. Maybe I can make a run from. <laughs> let's check on Haberman here in DraftKings. Ninety first place. That's a horseshit. That team. sucks. I will say this. I this. I've had some teams that I really liked, and and it's been shitty. This team, I that I did not. This team, I was taking a flyer here. If you win with a decky, now that's not DraftKings. That's my bookie. I'm 13th though, right now. Do you have a decky on your DraftKings? You don't. No, I do not. Well, did you see what Gary like, Woodland just did, like earlier today? Hole in one. I just saw uh, uh, Riggs Barstool Golf tweeted the video. 273-yard par four, iron from the tee box, hit the stick. When Do you do you think you'll ever be at a point in time in your golf game where you get 273 yards and you grab an iron and you go, yeah, this is the right number. This is the right club. No. I mean, that's – I don't think I have my driver that far. <laughs> you don't. I don't – In not... fairness, 273 is not like – there are guys on tour that don't – I mean – I think, you know, some Jim Herman, the guy that won a couple weeks ago, hits it like 280, right? 273 Look, not is hitting good 273 poke. ain't my problem. No. <laughs> but that is, it doesn't look like the wind's pumping. That's an incredible shot by Gary Wood. I actually think they said wind to his back. Okay. Yeah. There had to be, I mean, 273 iron. Was it driving iron or was it just like I, four iron? I don't know. I didn't, it looked to me like a regular iron, not a driving iron, but I'm sure for his low, I'm sure he did, wasn't even the low stinger. 
Do you know this Neiman character that's Joaquin, been in the mix? Yeah. I, he's 21 years well, old. I know because last because I found out when I found out about the guy, he was wearing braces. Like last, I did year. not know that. So I got I got Hideki's right there in the mix. That's all I could. I as we go to the back nine, my guy's got a chance. As a gambler, I can't. I'll be honest. I don't even care about my DraftKings team just because five hundred dollars is better than the. I'm actually in thirteenth. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not dead yet. I'm looking for this guy on DraftKings. I don't know where he is, but so I got this DM early in the week, John, from John Paul on Instagram. Morosi, uh, JP Morosi, <laughs> Michigan's own University of MLB Network, and uh, no, this is Gutierrez and John Paul, JP, we'll call him, said. Um, uh, he was trying to get into our DraftKings game, and I sent him, the, sent him the link, asked him if he was in. He was the final entry into our DraftKings game, the 100th person, okay? He, he DM'd me late Saturday night. Holy shit. Actually, he said crap, but let's, come on, JP. Holy crap. I'm in 11th place. Please say this on the pod. You guys got me involved in golf betting. It's so much fun. You guys got to do football, please. And I got a restaurant. Away from your home, but close to Cal Poly for John. CJ's Cafe in Arroyo Grande, California. Best breakfast food, dinner all day. Uh, best omelet ever, the country omelet with gravy. CJ's Ooh. Cafe, Arroyo Grande. Please hook up the slow county farm people that listen to your pot. I've been telling all my buddies, and we love you guys. So there you go. CJ's. Hell yeah. What's up, CJ's? An omelet with gravy? People don't know, but at Davis Senior High School, when we went to high school, yeah, <clears throat> there was this place called the Eatery, <laughs> and oh not God. only was the food good, it was an on-campus class. Yeah, you could take the class and you cooked, and people would sneak out and go eat, or you get there before school and have breakfast. The price point, you get a breakfast taco. What was it like, two fifty? I don't even think it might have been one seventy-five. I mean, I don't know. I would get the plate yeah. of brown. Wasn't it called a plate of browns? Plate of browns, a dollar. But the but the breakfast taco. What would the break that breakfast taco if I just put that place in Marina? What would that sell for? Eighteen dollars? Because it was a big breakfast taco. It had sausage well, in there, eggs, cheese. Here's the other some part. Potatoes. It was just made by the other students. So if you knew who was making it, they would make you a massive meal. Oh, you'd yeah, you'd be like Brad. It's me. AJ like, Riding and I. We would our friend AJ and I TA'd for uh, uh, a class together, which was just, I mean. It was a great time. And uh, we would leave at the beginning of class to go hit the eatery almost every day. Remember there was a period, like between second and third period, there was like a 10-minute little recess, and it was like snacks, and they sold stuff on the quad. And my go-to snack, I mean, I can't even imagine. At 9.30 in the morning, three cookies. Oh, three three cookies warm, hot cookies. And it was bomb. It's I have like, not, just, I have not uh, duplicated. I have not been able to find an apple fritter as good as the one they used to sell on the quad in high school. <laughs> I don't even like donuts, but the apple fritters were elite. Were elite. Hot, kind of warm. I remember. Everything was just kind of warm. Oh, the three cookies. I forgot about the three oh. cookies. And like just that wax paper. How much? What did you say it was? A uh, dollar? For the three cookies? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a dollar. Mr. Van you didn't, Biden, go, to, you, you, you didn't was, go to Holmes Junior High. No. But they but had, you they had the him right, at Emerson Junior High, too. Yeah, if you knew the right guy selling lunch, you could get like three cup of noodles, cookies, a slice of pizza for like a dollar. And now it should have been like 10, but your buddies would just, you would just give them like the 50 cents and you would just rack it up. Now, when you didn't know the guy selling the food, 
you were screwed yeah. if you didn't have enough cash. You just were going to get the cup of noodle. For but, people that didn't are new to the podcast, maybe you don't know, Davis, where we grew up, two middle schools, one high school. We yeah. went to two different middle schools. We went to the same high school. Um, but You know, as you, you get older, you learn our, our high school, most high schools are ninth through senior year. Well, yeah. Ours what? Ours was just in ninth grade. Our junior high was seven, I showed eight, up nine. Because I we moved from San Antonio. It was abnormal to you. Yeah, it was good. I I think it's better that way. To me, freshmen should be with like ninth graders should be with eighth graders, not with twelfth graders. I agree. Um, completely but, agree. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out, Mr. Van Myden. Used to let AJ and I go to the eatery every day. Uh, I went and hit some golf balls on Saturday morning, John. Yeah. And the machine was out of balls. And the guy pops around from the back. He's like, hey, uh, what size bucket are you going to get? I was like, oh, small bucket, eight bucks. He's like, okay. He comes back. He goes to the back, fills the bucket all the way to the top. More than At a Presidio? F- I'm not going to name the course because this guy just pocketed yeah. the $8. <laughs> he gives me the full bucket. He's like, he gives, does me the hand gesture. Like, give me the money. I give him the eight bucks. He's like, you know, we're like, you kind of gave our, like, could do a business with it. You just put the money in his pocket. <laughs> what do they say, guy? Cash is king, right? Cash is king. So, oh, that's what well, he asked me too. He's like, "You had exact change?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." I think I actually might go gamble a little bit more. Uh, I was trying to find. Did you go to, with me to this to that phenomenal breakfast place in Vegas? Did we go to that place like off the strip together? I think we did. It was when we were summer league. Was it Egg and I or something on? No, is that on? I, I just remember it kind of being a hole in the wall type place. It was, it was good. I just remember being packed to the gills, but yeah, off the packed. strip. I do not remember the name. If somebody knows the name, tell. Tell us, maybe too late it was for you le- to go, but it, it 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 was good. What was the name? It was of that legit. Place? It had it was famous for uh, Guy Fieri go there or something. Maybe, but it was famous for like a particular breakfast, like a was it rooster, like a certain or? omelet or something. Yeah, just a something. Are you more of a breakfast sandwich guy or breakfast burrito guy? Burrito. I agree. Whenever I see a because breakfast I, sandwich, I'm, like, like, I'm not even. I'll tell interested. you this: Are you more of a scramble or an omelet? Scramble. The idea that omelets and like omelets cannot hold scrambles jock straps because omelets it's like all, right. all the big fluffy nothing is melted together in the way scramble is just all in there together it's so much it is a I, farce it is the best breakfast I, I, I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this podcast with this take okay the omelet is one of the most overrated food items that is really famous by a mile and it should like be it, so much better every omelet I get I'm like it's got nine things listed that's in it and then it's like. I, I honestly I can't tell you the last time I was even like I want an omelet like fuck that I uh, o- omelet is what don't know yeah om- overrated o- omelets like uh, I don't, but it's I don't a staple it's of every Wentz. place it's not Carson Wentz but omelets a five tool player that just can't put it all together literally yeah it doesn't fit together the way it should it's a, it's good call by you all right on that note see ya. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.